You're listening to Real Talk for Real Men, episode number 45. Welcome to the Real Talk for Real Men podcast. Lifestyle advice for men so powerful, you'll want to run your life on it. And now your hosts, Guy Mullen and Chris Field. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk for Real Men. I'm Guy Mullen. And I'm Chris Field. Great to be with you. It's good to be back, Chris. And we've got a guest back on the show that really hit the nail on the head the last time we had him uh, on. The last time we had Luke on the program, I was so impressed by uh, just the simplicity, honesty, uh, mm. and the profound uh, story that he had to tell about his pornography addiction and how he got set free. But also now, because he's actually in that game of helping people constantly, he's kind of right up there uh, with the latest understanding of what happens in the in people that become addicted, what happens in their brain, all that. And I just really want to delve into that. I hope we can get a fair bit of information out of Luke today. Yeah, and before we, we uh, introduce Luke and and say hello to him, I really do encourage listeners, if you have not heard that podcast, go back and find it. Uh, um, go back and, and search on our website for pornography and you will find that, uh, that podcast uh, because you really need to listen to Luke's story to really make the most out of the solutions that he's going to tell us about in the show. So do you want to introduce Luke then? I do. Luke Gibbons from uh, Working at Kingdom Works in Florida. Luke, welcome to the show, back to the show. Yeah, it's good to be here, guys, all the way from uh, the other side of the world. Great to be chatting with some Aussies. It's a bit tricky to sort of get a hold of you too because you're, you're on the other side of the world to us. Your day's back the front to us. And... Yeah, it, I tell you what, it really messes with you <laughs> when you travel back and forth too. But it is nice <laughs> to hear an Aussie accent at the end of the line. So Yeah, yeah it's always good to hear. So last time we were on the show, if we just quickly recap, you originally were from Australia. You lived in, in Melbourne, where we're broadcasting from as well. And you uh, got, uh, got into pornography at an early age, at about 12 years of, of age, and mm-hmm. gradually got deeper and deeper and deeper. And then what happened from there? Yeah, yeah. So I went to rehab to, to, to really deal with my porn addiction. Uh, once, once I knew that it had really started to consume my life. So I was in my 20s. Uh, I, I, there were some nights when I was up viewing pornography all night and, and it really was having this huge effect on my life. I had grown in my relationship with God, but I had this one secret sin that I never opened up to anyone about and I felt so much shame about it. And God all the time was just pointing, putting his finger on it and saying, look, I just want you to, to open up to someone and talk to someone about it. And I'd say to God, look, I confess to you, God, that's all I need to do. Um, <laughs> how many people know that you can't win an argument with God? Yeah. <laughs> you get to a point where at some point you have to, you, you, you just, you realize that the only thing to do is, is what he's asking you to do because he knows what's best for you. And so I opened up to my friends. Given yeah, to his and will. They, and, and last time on the show, you yeah. pointed out that, that this was, that you were getting in, you were getting in deep here. You're going to work with one hour's sleep, and so not being able to do your job. So you're putting your your career at risk. You were um, you were cutting off time with your your friends, missing parties and uh, missing social events. Uh, you uh, I presume presume you weren't you weren't married. You didn't actually tell us on the show, but uh, but you were. It was affecting your life in so many ways, not just in, in your faith. And um, and so yeah, this is one of the this is one of the things which, which I think men do not realise when they're 
on the slippery slope of pornography, they think that they've got it under control and there are no victims, that they are not being impacted negatively by it. Yeah, and that's so true. Like, guys think, you know, pornography doesn't have any impact. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a harmless thing to view. But the truth is that it has so many different uh, aspects to it and, and the way that it impacts us in so many different ways. So not just does it impact the person who's, who's in the pornography. Many, many people in the porn industry are in there because they've been coerced into the porn industry. It's fueling the sex trafficking industry. Uh, but also on your own end, when you're viewing pornography, you're actually affecting your brain and you don't really realize it until it takes you right down a pathway of addiction. Uh, but it's also affecting your relationship with your wife and your relationship with your family without you even maybe understanding it until it's had such an impact that your family is falling apart. And we've certainly seen that happen in so many guys' lives that there's people who have gone through divorce, they've taken it to the full conclusion of the view pornography to the extent that it's taken them down into an adulterous affair and then that's affected their relationship. And and that's not just a, a one-off occasion. We know that in the US here, 56% of divorce cases cite pornography as being one of the causes of the breakup. Right. So it is so pervasive in the way that it affects us. It is certainly not a harmless and there's this one of those areas I want to touch on first because it's it's something which I personally don't know much about, and that's the the biology side of things. And you mentioned in our last show about how when you went to the rehabilitation centre, there are many similarities to your addiction to the people who were in there for drugs and alcohol, cocaine, heroin, and so forth. That is something I can't get my head around. What's the biology going on there? Yeah, so at, at Kingdom Works Studios, we created a series called the Conquer Series. And in that series, uh, our, our uh, director actually interviewed a, a neuros uh, neuroscientist. And we look at some brain scans. And there's a brain scan of um, an addict who struggled with uh, cocaine. And then there's a, a brain scan of a addict that's struggled with pornography. And when you look at the healthy brain, the healthy brain has like almost like a, a beach ball kind of topography to it. And then when you look at a cocaine and a, a pornax brain, it's got lots of, lots of blotchy holes. And, and basically these scans are looking at activity in the brain. And it's interesting that the cocaine and the pornax addicts have very similar, very similar brain scans. And so wow. that's, that's quite a wake up when you first see that if you're someone Mm. who is struggling with pornography, you start to realise the effect that this is having on, on your brain neurologically. Explanation as to why that's happening. Yeah, so with, with um, what happens when you view pornography over time is you are accessing your brain's chemistry set. And so we have, we have dopamine in our brain and, and what happens when you view it, you... You are, you're triggering that dopamine. And dopamine is a healthy thing. It, mm -hmm. It's there to help us, um, you know, experience pleasure. That's what God has designed it for. It's, it's, it's such an important part of, of what we experience in life. But when we view pornography, dopamine uh, is, is triggered in an unhealthy way. We go to something that's very unnatural, and it keeps triggering that in a way that we need more of it. And so we keep going back to it.
when um, when a woman is breastfeeding her child, there's a, a drug, uh, a hormone called oxytocin. Yep. And that is a bonding hormone, and it's it's bonding that mother with the child. Mm-hmm. There's something similar that we have as men called vasopressin, and that's a bonding hormone. It's released during sex so that when we have sex with our wife, it bonds us together, and that's the way God designed it. But when we view something unnatural like pornography, it's bonding us to anything that we're viewing on that screen at any point in time. And so we become bonded to it, and those images become embedded in, a br- in our brain. And that's why many men who struggle with pornography can remember the very first image that they saw. And even if they've been free from pornography for a number of years, they'll still be able to see those images in their mind because they are so bonded to those images. So in a very real sense, Luke, the, the pornography addiction has very strong chemical elements to it. It really could be paralleled quite easily with a chemical addiction. Yes, and in many cases, one of the things that I learned in rehab is it actually can be worse because in a chemical addiction, you can take the chemical away, but you can't necessarily take pornography away. Even though you might be able to separate yourself from the technology, those images are still in your brain, so you can pull them up at at any given moment and use them in fantasy and lust and go further into that addiction. So it can be very hard for someone to break free from a pornography addiction. Tell us, talk us through some of the other ways that this really is not a, a victimless activity. Yeah, so what we find in, in people who struggle with, um, or people who are in the porn industry, um, often, often they're not necessarily there because they have the ambition to be in the porn industry from, a little, from when they were a young age. It's something that they they fall into. So um, we've heard from pornographers who said that to get people into the porn industry, they often they often introduce them to modeling to begin with. And then they'll say, do you want some more money? And they'll offer them more money and to do more things, to, to gradually introduce them to it. And so before long, they've, they've drawn them into hardcore pornography without that person has having even intended to go down that pathway. And one pornographer who, who got out of the industry has, has said that he remembers seeing the actresses. He, he used to describe that he'd see the lights in their eyes go out as they got further and further into it. So it's like this loss of innocence that they experience. These young women who come into the industry weren't necessarily addicts or anything like that when they came into the industry, but they were when they when they got out of the industry, they were really struggling in, in a number of different ways. And, and uh, that same pornographer talks about how he recruited over 400 people into the industry and not one of them has ever thanked him for getting him into the industry, but plenty have called him and told him how much their lives were ruined because of it. So it's certainly not a victimless crime. Mm. And, and obviously, too, I think from what you've said uh, when we've talked the last interview, I recall how that it actually affects a person's relationship with their wife, with their family. So even while the person feels like maybe they're coping with it fairly well and keeping it a secret, those other people around them are getting less of their husband or father or work associate. Uh, they're victims in, in, to a lesser degree, but they're actually suffering because of the addiction that the 
the pornographer has. Yeah, absolutely. It can affect them in a number of different ways. What we're seeing in married couples is that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's having an impact not only because of the pornography addiction itself, but it, it has to, when you, when you have an addiction, there's a lot of lying and covering up that goes with that. And so that addictive behavior really plays out in the marriage and, and it has a real effect on intimacy. Uh, and so we find that as guys come out of pornography, their wives also need to go through a healing journey as well because they've been really hurt and uh, by that, that addiction. So um, we, we're actually working on a series now for the wives of the guys going through the Conquer series so that they can go through a healing journey. Wow. Okay. Yeah, one of the other things that I, uh, I think is really important to add is for single men, there, you know, it, pornography is something that takes your passion away from seeking, seeking out someone to, to do the journey of life with. And that happened to me in my day. I was single for up until I, I broke free from pornography and then for a number of years afterwards as I journeyed through realizing what it meant to have a real relationship with people rather than a, a fantasy relationship. And, and so it's, it's such a, a difficult thing for guys to understand when they're in the midst of it, because they feel like all of their needs are being met in this online world. But the reality is God's got so much for you in a real person. And I realized that in my own life, when God brought me on the journey, to, the, to America after I'd broken free from pornography and he'd set me free from that. It was only three weeks before I met my wife on the movie set over here and um, we, you, you know, we started a, a friendship. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, we... Sounds impressive. I met my wife on a movie set, you know. Yeah, it is impressive. It's a pretty cool story. And uh, God introduced us and we started that journey of... Um, it was It was a long-distance friendship that we started and then we eventually started dating and, and got married last year. And I can tell you, man, I'm so grateful that God broke me free from pornography to introduce me to the mm. most incredible woman in the world. And oh. I'm so grateful that he brought me on this journey. And Not just to help men break free, but, yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. And, yeah, I'm really blessed that God would bring me out of that and then he would introduce me to someone who I can do life with now and that we can do this journey together. So, so some men would say, well, you know, I'm just on pornography because I don't have a, a woman in my life. When I find the right woman and, and fall in love and, and get married, then I won't be involved in pornography anymore. Why is that a lie? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a huge lie. The, the, the problem with that is what it's doing is it's building up what we call an arousal template. So it's affecting what you see as beautiful. You are, you are being molded by what you're viewing to look for that in, in, and it doesn't exist in reality. The, the things that you view online, you know, they're fantasy. It's not that you're going to find that in a real person. You're going to find something far more beautiful, but it's different to what, you would see online in pornography. You're not going to recognize that beauty. And, yeah, and so it takes time when you go through recovery to, to be able to see that beauty again, the beauty that God's created, not that has been set up on a film set. What yeah. you see in pornography is only what the producer or the director wants you to see. When the cameras turn off, often that woman will be throwing up and vomiting 
and crying in the corner because she's so hurt by what she's just gone through. But they don't show you that. Wow. Uh, Luke, a lot of people who have porn addictions will do anything and everything in their power to stop. Why don't they succeed when they so desperately want to? Yeah, a lot of our mindset when we try and break free from pornography is about trying harder. So we, we do our, our best of intentions to stop. We will make promises. We will, um, you know, we'll put blockers on our computer which, which, and, and we'll pray harder. We'll read the Bible more. We'll, we'll do all these things. And, you know, some of them might be okay things to do, but it's not the full picture of recovery. We have to understand that that grace that God has for us, that He, that Jesus gave Himself on the cross for us, that God loves us yet while we're still sinners. And then we have to understand the brain, brain science behind what we're struggling against, so that we can put in place practical things that will help us walk, help us walk out a recovery journey, uh, and and really find freedom from this. And so, what God wants to do in our lives is is the gospel. He wants to disciple us. He wants to bring us into a community of men and and help us to grow in our relationship with God and in our understanding of Him. And He wants to us to really dig into the truth of who He is and who we are in Him, that who He has created us to be, that He loves us and that He wants to do a work in us and through us. So what are some of the dead-end laneways that people might go through? Obviously, trying to do it in their own strength is one of them. What are the other things mm-hmm. that you find you have to try and talk men out of doing because you just know it isn't going to work for them? Yeah, I think, uh, like, sometimes guys will get into, um, like, some of the stuff that we, we see online and we learn about, we think, oh, that's a really good thing to do because it's going to help me break free from it. So, for example, like if you um, maybe have a rubber band on your wrist and you want to flick that to try and give yourself uh, negative consequences for what you're thinking about at a point in time, it's actually not quite helpful because it's giving you – your brain doesn't necessarily recognise between that, you know, what you're seeing and and you flicking that rubber band on your wrist straight away. Like your your brain acts too fast for it to, to have an impact. And so there's some of the things that we have to kind of say to guys, look, you know, it might have been something you've learned to go through and to try and put into place, but there's actually, you know, there's a, actually a practical way that we can help you break free from this. And it's, it's about digging a little bit deeper into what we're, learnt, we're trying to medicate when we view pornography in the first place, trying to understand why we have this desire to seek that pornography out. What are we trying to medicate? What have we built a brain track to? And so, I might, if I might, I'd like to talk about uh, brain tracks for a moment. If I've got some time to yeah, talk about please, that, please do. Yeah, well, I don't know what you mean. So let's have a let's find out. Yeah. So a brain track is like a shortcut. When you, I guess a, a good example is when you learn to drive. You you first have to think about driving, right? You know, when you first uh, learning about which side of the road to drive on. Sometimes it takes some learning. So you, you go, oh, no, I have to turn into the, the correct lane when I turn in, uh, turn around a corner or I uh, go around a roundabout. 
But over time, you learn that as, you, as you're driving, and it becomes second habit second until you habit. change countries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you ever come over to America and start driving, and yeah, I think I'm turn into a, a, I might try that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I more than one occasion when I first moved over here, I ended up in the wrong lane, face to face with another car, and it was quite uh, a scary experience. But that's your brain track because your brain has learnt to go down that pathway, and it'll keep going down that pathway even though you're trying to tell it not to. And so what happens with pornography? is if, especially for us guys who start viewing it at such a young age, we've built a brain track to go to that whenever we feel certain emotions. So for me, it was things like boredom and loneliness. So whenever I felt that emotion, my brain would start going down that brain track and it would take me to pornography and acting out online every single time. And so I had to learn about how to rebuild a new brain track. And I'm thankful that God helped me build a new brain track to prayer and to, to really spending time with him so that when I felt uh, triggered lustfully, I would automatically go to prayer. And it's something that, that had, I had to practice over time, but God gradually built that up in me as I went through my recovery journey and began to understand what a brain track was and, and how important it is to, to rebuild those as, as we grow. Mm, that, that I can resonate with, uh, with that as a, as a life coach. Um, I practice cognitive behavioral therapy and um, we would not call it a brain track. We'd call it an automatic response. So when something is triggered, mm -hmm. there's an automatic response, which is, uh, which, which occurs as a result of that trigger, which triggers a automatic thoughts, uh, behaviors and can lead into lead into actions. And so, yeah, that takes, takes time and, uh, and some some skills to retrain the those automatic responses when those triggers occur. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a such an important thing to to know about your brain because it helps you realize what you need to do to to help uh, find freedom from it. Because a lot of guys are are trying harder to to break free from this, and and guys who are you know strong Christians, there are fifty over fifty percent of pastors who struggle with pornography because. Even though they're, they're, they're praying harder, they're loving Jesus with all their heart, they're spending time in God's Word, they've never learnt the brain science behind it and how God created their brain to work. And so sometimes that understanding can help us put in place a healthy regime for finding freedom. You spoke about the grace before, uh, the grace of God, and of course the grace is, his grace is, is, is very important. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's giving the, the goodness that we don't deserve um, but there will be some, sometimes we can take that to, to an, ex an extreme and it's what Paul addressed in Romans 6 in particular, that just because God is giving us grace, that doesn't mean we should continue down a path which is sinful that we know to, know to be wrong. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I almost felt that in my own recovery journey. I, 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 I often talked about it as this abuse to grace that I was experiencing because I kept going in this cycle and, and kept going back to God and going, God, please forgive me. And then in my addictive mindset, I was, you know, when I was in that addiction, when I was viewing pornography, in the back of my mind, I thought, well, God will forgive me. But the truth is, if we, if we think that we haven't gotten the gospel at all, we don't understand the sacrifice that Jesus really paid for us on the cross and that how much he loves us 
And, and it's so true. It's so important to get the depth of that as well. Luke, you've mentioned several times this uh, phrase, recovery journey. I think in your testimony you use that and I've heard you use it today. Um, I'm just interested too that maybe a lot of men in our instant mindset about our culture today, we want a quick fix. And maybe a lot of men are hoping that there'll be this magic prayer, magic book that they can read, a video that will kind of change everything overnight. Um, but I guess the truth is, as you've experienced, that it actually is a journey. So do you want to talk, talk to us a bit about just what that journey might involve? Yeah, I mean, if anyone's discovered that magic prayer, please let me know because there's a lot of guys out there who could probably benefit from it. But, uh, no, I haven't haven't found any sort of magic bean or uh, silver bullet yet. Uh, the truth is that I think it's part of what God calls us to in discipleship. It's part of what um, God wants to build a relationship with us and he wants to build character within us. And so he's not, in order to take to just make this go away, he would have to take our brain out and replace it, and then we wouldn't be us anymore. So what he instead does is he helps us on a journey of discipleship and training us and forming us and guiding us into his image, and that's what he is doing uh, on a daily basis as, as we surrender to him. And and so that, for me, was my recovery journey. It was it was coming to a place where I would daily surrender to him and every day I had new things that I needed to surrender and, and still today to have, have to surrender to him every single day because so often we pick up the things that we, we wanted to put down yesterday and we pick them up again and, and we realize that it wasn't helpful for us, it wasn't healthy for us and we need to bring it back to the cross and lay it at Jesus' feet again. Um, Can I maybe... The, yeah, go ahead. Can I maybe suggest then that uh, what you're saying is that if a person has a pornography addiction and they're aware of it and they're struggling with it, it actually is God's signal to them that they really need to be on a discipleship journey in their faith. Absolutely. I would, I would definitely say that is true. And it probably means that it needs to be a very real discipleship journey in that you need to open up to some men and safe men, men that you can trust. And if you don't have any of those men in your life, then, um, you know, it's so important to get into a healthy church community where you can find those kind of relationships and you can start walking out that journey together where you can say to men, hey, look, I'm struggling with this. Can we, can we maybe get this, this, this program, uh, whether it's the Conquer Series or some other program that you can start to walk out that journey with and those guys will, will lead you through it. Um, if you don't have guys like that in your life, I, I really encourage you to start seeking them out. Um, and we have online conquer groups that I'd be happy to connect people with so that, so that if you don't know anyone in your life that you can open up to, we can, we can get you connected and we can help you find men even online to connect you with and, and start that journey with. Now, can I just test, to flesh this out with you? The, the Conquer series is a series of video sessions, what, a half an hour long or something, are they each? Yeah, they each go for about half an hour. Uh, we've How many just of them are there? This, Yeah, we've just relaunched it this year in two volumes. So there's two five-week volumes. So 10 weeks all up if you do them all together. Uh, and, and basically they will take you through a journey of, um, like I mentioned before, talking about grace, understanding the neuroscience behind 
uh, pornography addiction, understanding the the negative thoughts that we can build up about ourselves and believe about ourselves, and learning the prophetic promises that God has for us in that who He created us to be. And it, it reestablishes, you know, how He has designed us and our identity in Him. And the host of the Conquer series. I should mention is Dr. Ted Roberts, and he has been helping counsel men in pornography addiction for decades. And he uh, has a clinic uh, called Pure Desire Ministries in Portland, Oregon. And he actually helps a lot of pastors who struggle in this area break free from pornography as well. Now, the reason I mentioned the Conquer series and asked about you're talking then basically about 10 half-hour lessons. What I love about a resource like that, if it's a good one, and obviously Conquer series sounds exactly to be that, is that a guy that's struggling with pornography can just get two or three people together in his church and they don't have to know the answers. They can simply go through the video series and grow and disciple one another and be encouraged because the resource makes up for their lack of understanding. Yeah, absolutely. You, we say to guys, you don't, only need to know how to put a DVD in the DVD player and then um, the DVD will take rest, care of the rest of it and then you break off for discussion afterwards and we have study guides that have all of the questions that you need to ask each other in there. And so really it's all laid out for you. You just need to follow the plan and I believe if you do it seriously, if you take the principles that you learn about in the 10-week journey, like I said before, 10 weeks is not enough. You're not going to come out of it going, I'm healed completely. But you will learn everything that you need to know. And if you put all of those things in place, then you'll be well on your road to a uh, full recovery. And we do have um, Pure Desire Ministries has an ongoing course that you can go into after the Conquer Series. Like I mentioned, it's a two- to five-year process. So if you there's a, a book that you can keep going on in that recovery journey called The Seven Pillars of Freedom as well. Could a person do the video series on their own or would you advise against that? Look, people do and it becomes pretty obvious when you start out watching those DVDs that you do need to open up to someone and you do need to be in that community. But you can start that journey. If you're not at a place where you really feel like you can talk to someone else about it, you can start watching the DVDs, start learning the information and then maybe join one of the online groups that we have. And that can often be a good solution for people who maybe aren't in a place where they can open up. I know a lot of church leaders and pastors are in that place because they can't really open up in their, in their local community. So it's easier for them to join in an online group and find um, connection with, with other, other pastors there. And I've certainly led a few pastors through the course. So um, we'd be more than ha happy to have you there. It sounds like there's a very strong underlying theme here that uh, that, that an addiction, like a, a pornography addiction, is, is not something that you're going to do very well at getting out of alone. You need, you need help. You need a friend who's closer than a brother to, uh, to help you, to encourage you, to pick you up and to provide you with, provide you with grace when you're, not, when you're not feeling it. Would that be fair? Yeah, absolutely. We confess our sins to God so that we can be forgiven and we confess our sins to one another so that we can be healed. Absolutely mm. important. Yeah. Very good. And so I, I guess I'd just like to, um, as we're about to wind up, I, I wanted to just touch on perhaps a, a couple of things about the Conquer series that make it unique. Why is this such a good program? 
Yeah, I think, like I mentioned earlier, I, I was really looking for something that tied together the, the, the clinical information that I learned in rehab, all of that really solid brain science and um, the underlying information about how you know, family systems can play into the struggle that we have and then ties that together with biblical truths. And, and that's what I found in the Conquer series. And I've seen it impact so many men. Like I, I get calls from men every single day who it's affected profoundly, men who've been really in the depths of the struggle, men who've been in prison, men who have, um, you know, have been struggling with it, young, young guys who have struggled with it and they now lead the Conquer series. Like I've talked to 15 and 16 year olds who lead their peers because they've, they've felt the freedom from, from going through it. And so it's so incredible to see how God's using this to not only bring guys out of the struggle, but then to make them leaders for other men and, and lead those men into victory. And you were saying that there are sort of Conquer groups, uh, Conquer support processes, is it part of your vision to actually have different churches that would actually run their own conquer group uh, quite uh, ubiquitously, or is that just something that happens from time to time? Yeah, absolutely. There are there are churches all over the world running the conquer series. Uh, there's about uh, seventy five countries around the world, I think, uh, are using the series. And so there's there's some groups getting up and running in Australia, but if you're a church leader, I'd really encourage you to look into running it um, in Australia because there's not a, there's not a huge amount, um, but we'd love to get more groups running over there. And like I mentioned before, we also have online groups as well. So if you have your own copy of the DVDs, you can go through those in your own time and then join together for discussion online. Um, but but absolutely, the, the the program is designed for churches to run. And we do hope to have a directory online in the coming months where guys will be able to log on and find a local church where they can attend the group. Cool. And, um, and I, I, we do have some women listening to this podcast as well, um, and maybe mm-hmm. the, the wives whose husbands are involved in pornography, and maybe they are not at a place yet of, of admitting that they've got a problem. Uh, or maybe there's, there's someone here who knows somebody who is who's involved in pornography, where does that person start? Where do you start when you're yeah. wanting to help someone who is maybe not quite at that place of brokenness where they want to reach out and tell somebody or go and buy a, a series? Yeah, absolutely. And, and usually the wife will notice first, even if she know, doesn't know exactly what it is, she'll notice that there's been a loss of intimacy in the relationship or that there's something that her partner might be covering up. And so she'll be aware that something is going on Look, if you are aware that you found something on the computer or, or anything like that, look, you, you, it's really important you get into a process. Um, there is, Pure Desire Ministries run a program called Betrayal and Beyond, uh, and that is um, something for wives of guys who struggle with pornography, and that is a great course to get um, more information on. If you go to conquerseries.com, we can help you out finding more information about that. And like I mentioned before, we're also working on a series an actual DVD series for, for women who are going through that process. Um, but it's really important that you put into place good, strong boundaries and you, you let um, that person know what you need to see change in their life. Um, otherwise, that can continue and that can spiral out of control in the relationship. But like I said, 
um, the trail and beyond is a great place to start in learning about how to set up some of those boundaries and, and how to find healthy recovery from um, a relationship that's been uh, affected by pornography addiction. Uh, we, I have two colleagues who are, are great at um, great resources in that area. They've, they've, they've felt that in their own marriages. And so we've got some great blog posts on the Conquer Series website for women who are dealing with that. The other thing I would like to mention is also women struggle with pornography too. So our our background is having created a program for men, but um, you know there are programs out there for women who struggle with pornography too, and that one of those programs is the Eight Pillars of Freedom, which is put together by Pure Desire Ministries as well. So there are resources out there, and that was something that I struggled with when I was going through my struggle, is I didn't know that there was help. There is help if you're struggling with pornography, and there is freedom. And um, so, if you are struggling today, don't don't go another day with with struggling and and doing it on your own. Just know that there are people out there who want to help you, and they want to help you along that journey of discipleship that we've been talking about today. And we'd love to hear from you. Like I mentioned, we have a chat um, program on our website if you want to chat with us. Uh, in the evenings in Australia time would be the best time to catch us, um, sort of late evening, and and that would be the best time to come on to conquerseries.com and we'd love to chat with you there. So so if there was a, a woman whose husband was involved in pornography and she didn't know what to do, whether to confront him or whether to tell somebody, your pastor at a church, what should she do? Come onto the chat and, and talk with your people on there and, and get some advice? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have people in our office who've gone through that journey themselves, so they can they can guide them through it. And it really does depend on where you're at. Uh, often a pastor is a good person to talk to, and, and they will be able to give further advice as well. Um, but um, definitely seeking good counsel, going to see a, a licensed counsellor, Christian counsellor, is, is a good another good thing to do. But like I mentioned, um, we do have some, some great resources that are out there um, for, for women who are going through that um, so we can connect you with those as well. And if a man has a laptop or a computer and can get online to access porn, he can just as readily access your ministry and all, all of your resources and the chats and the very things he needs to set him free. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we would love to, to connect with guys who are struggling in this. I know that when I was struggling, I didn't know there was a place I could turn to, and it was only through doing a Google search that I found out about it. Mm. But, um, you know, now there is there, there are plenty of places where you can go to find help, and, and, and I, I'm grateful to see how many men are finding freedom through the Conquer Series, and, and so we'd love to get guys connected with that and, and hopefully help them find freedom through it. And last time, last time on the show, Luke, you provided a, a coupon for a special offer. Can we offer that again? Yeah, I just want to make sure I get it uh, get it correct this time. I think uh, it is Real Men Two Four Seven. Correct. And that's without any spaces, no spaces. Real Men Two Four Seven, and Good. that will give you ten percent off the awesome. Conquer series. Okay, that's that's awesome, and. I think we've touched on a number of different resources. We will have all those links to those and details about those in the show notes over at www.realmen247.org. And of course, at Real Men 24-7, we do have coaching as well. And uh, so if there's, there's men who would like to speak to uh, me as a qualified 
life coach on this issue or any other issues, then you can reach out and I'd be glad to uh, glad to help. So we've got a number of options there for you. Uh, thank you, Luke, so much for coming onto the show and coming and, uh, and sharing with us and opening up and, um, and providing a discount for the Congress series. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks for having me on the program, guys. It was great to chat with some Aussies back at home for a little bit. <laughs> That's neat. And look, thanks for the valuable resources. I think you've, you've certainly given guys who need the help plenty of clues to know what to do and things to think about. So we really just appreciate your availability. Thanks, mate. No worries. Bless you, guys. All right. Well, that's all from us, Chris. Yeah, nice to have our listeners with us. And don't forget, our, our intention is simply to continue to provide you with stuff that will help you, help you be real, be real men, but also then get real solutions and real help. So because, we trust this help. Because manhood isn't something we are meant to do alone. We cannot do it alone. We cannot be our best alone. And it's a journey, so don't give up on yourself just mm. because you put your foot in something right now. That's uh, right. We, we're happy to work with you and help you to get where you need to go. Amen to that. All right. Thanks again, Luke. And uh, we'll, listeners, we hope to have you back on our next episode. Until then. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk for Real Men podcast at www.realmen247.org.